Welcome to the Powerline Podcast, the official podcast of Greystone Power. I'm your host, Adam Elrod. On this month's episode, we're talking all about power and politics with Greystone's Director of State Government Affairs, Blake Doss. So let's jump right on in to episode number 32 of the Powerline Podcast. There's power in politics, and by that I mean our state legislature looks at many bills that have an impact on electric utilities. Today, we're talking to Greystone's voice at the Georgia Capitol, Director of State Government Affairs, Blake Doss. Blake, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Adam. I'm uh, glad to be here. Could you tell our members what your job entails at Greystone? Yeah, so uh, to put it simply, my job's to develop relationships with our elected officials and our appointed officials and make sure that our interests and the interests of our 125,000 plus members are uh, protected uh, from policies that may inadvertently cause harm. So I do that at the Capitol. I do that at the local level. I do that with state officials. We even do some some work in D.C. So uh, that's my job. And it's it's an important thing that we take some time to educate our stakeholders on these important policy stances. As I mentioned at the top of the episode, there are many bills that are considered by the House and the Senate each year. And you already said they'll directly impact electric utilities, and we want to make sure it's not a negative impact. Do you know how many bills were introduced this year that would affect power companies? So, yeah, that's a, that's an interesting question because they they introduce probably, you know, 500, 1,000 bills a session. And even one or two words in there, you've got to watch carefully because they could affect your industry and it might not be an intention to do so. Uh, that being said, Georgia EMC, the association that represents all 41 EMCs, and myself have been closely watching approximately 15 bills that directly affect us. They were introduced uh, to look at our industry or industries that would play into our industry. So we've kept a close eye on those as the uh, as the session comes to a close. Uh, I think you know, Adam. Session starts in January, the first of the. Uh, second Monday of the year, if I'm not mistaken. It runs 40 legislative days, which usually stretches about three months. And signing dies coming up March 29th. And um, just so everyone knows, these bills, uh, even if they don't get passed this year, they will have a chance to get passed next year because session is a two-year term. So we watch things throughout the summer and have conversations and come around and do it again during 2024. Could you give a few examples of what bills were looked at this year? Yeah, absolutely. We've been keeping our eye on a few different categories of bills uh, that will be very interesting to Greystone and our members. We've been watching solar panel legislation, solar industry legislation, and electric vehicles. Uh, As many of you have probably seen, Fox 5 has done several investigations into some bad actors in the solar industry who have taken advantage of uh, their customers, including members of our own right here in in Greystone's territory. And there have been two bills introduced at the State House to deal with that problem. And also there have been two very comprehensive bills introduced to deal with the future landscape of electric vehicles. So that's something we've been very interested in and had a voice in helping craft. 
Could you go into some more detail about those bills? I think our members, especially when you hear bad actors, would love a little bit more information. Absolutely. Uh, some good news, Senate Bill 149 by John Albers, uh, I believe he's in uh, Roswell, Senator Albers, uh, just passed and is on its way to the governor's desk. What that bill will do will give customers of uh, these solar companies uh, who purchase a door-to-door sell contract for solar panels, a 30-day cooling off period to back out of these contracts. Right now, federal law allows for three days to back out of a contract. So what uh, George EMC did in conjunction with the senator and with House members is put together a new law that if the governor signs, will give you 30 days to back out of this contract if the contract was given to you in a door-to-door sale, if it costs more than $10,000, and if it's financed for 120 months or more and is eligible for federal tax credits. So we're very excited for that. It will give our members an opportunity to protect themselves from uh, any manipulative sales tactics. And for our members' knowledge, most of the solar we're seeing from the bad actors are going to hit all of those requirements. Uh, most of these bad companies start with door-to-door sales. Uh, they reach out to you rather than you reaching out to them. So we're very excited. Our members are going to have some some option to protect themselves. Another solar bill we've been following that has not passed this session is Representative Joseph Gola out of Paulding County's HB 73. It will deal with regulating some of these bad actors. Uh, we've Greystone Power has provided Representative Gola with some information to help him crafting this bill. It passed the House this year uh, with a vote of 125 to 44, and he expects to have some conversations over the summer and bring that back up in the Senate next year to hopefully get that over the finish line. So we'll be watching that bill as well, and we appreciate Representative Gullett's work in this field protecting his constituents and our members, and we wish him the best of luck. You mentioned EV bills as well, and our members are starting to learn more about electric vehicles. Could you tell us a little bit about that legislation? Yeah, the legislators have been working on two comprehensive bills, Senate Bill 146 and House Bill 406. With two legislative days left in session, they're expecting to get at least one of those over the finish line as they actually mirror one one another verbatim. Uh, Those bills will help set the future landscape for how electric vehicles will operate in this state. And Georgia EMC has had a lot of input as to how that bill was crafted. So one of the big things for electric vehicle owners has been reliability of these EV charging stations. Is it going to work when I get there, et cetera, et cetera. So that's been a fear for a lot of people before they buy these cars. It's a fear for current owners. What this bill will do is set up under the Department of Agriculture a an inspection uh, department that will look at these Um, charging stations and ensure that they're working much like they do with fuel pumps. And that will start in January uh, 2025. The other thing this bill does will allow charging stations uh, to sell electricity by the kilowatt hour so that people understand what they're getting instead of by the minute. Uh, They'll understand the flow of energy they're getting much like they're understanding a gallon of gas. And convenience stores are very happy with that. That will allow them to continue operating much like they do with gas. And the third piece, and, and this has nothing to do with our industry, but just so our members know, they are setting up an excise tax uh, within this bill that will 
be equal to uh, or akin to the fuel pump tax, the gas tax, so that the roads are cared for uh, in the similar manner they're cared for with the gas tax. That all sounds like great pieces of information, especially for those who are current EV owners or as the trend progresses and more and more people buy EVs, they'll have an opportunity to, like you said, they'll understand exactly kilowatt hours versus, you know, how many uh, gallons of gas they're pumping. And just so everybody knows, Adam, the, the excise tax piece that I'm talking about will be for when you're on the road. That shouldn't deal with charging when you're at home. So I don't want anybody to get nervous about that. Something our members definitely don't know is you are the very first person to fill your role here at Greystone. And this is your first session. Um, through this experience, why is it important for Greystone to have a voice at the Capitol? Well, uh, just to put it simply, there's been a rise in public policy issues, local, state, and federal levels that that can affect the way electricity is delivered, how it's generated, and that directly affects our, our 125,000 plus members and how much they're paying, how they're receiving electricity, all these things. So the electric landscape is expected to continue to receive this kind of interest and attention for the foreseeable future as technology changes and, and politics change. So having a voice for the co-op, having a voice for our members is just an extremely important, something that, you know, I can meet directly with, with our decision makers and, and advocate for us and advocate for you. And it's, it's just going to be a very important thing for the future to ensure that we continue to be able to give affordable and reliable energy to our members. So you heard it here first on the Powerline podcast. You have a voice as a member looking out for you. We're a not-for-profit cooperative, so we want to make sure that we take care of you, and this is just another layer of doing that. Everybody gets the same last question here, Blake. Is there anything else you'd like to tell our members? Uh, I just appreciate the opportunity to serve our communities. Being back in West Georgia means a lot to me personally. I grew up in this area. I know the co-op and our member communities have worked well together over the last 80 plus years, and I hope I continue to to play a part in that tradition that helps make life better for our members. All right, man. I appreciate it, and thank you for being on episode number 32 of the podcast. Thank you, Adam. Well, that is all the time we have today. Thank you so much for joining us for episode number 32 of the Powerline Podcast. Make sure you hit subscribe so you get each new episode directly into your podcast feed. And rate us five stars so other members see it pop up in their podcast feed as well. This has been the Powerline Podcast. Thanks for listening.